Thank you guys for tuning in. I, would, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have anything else to say. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the Living Brightly podcast with Elaine Cross, and I have some special guests with me today, Madison and Adam. And we are going to talk about money. God wants us to be aware of what we do with our money. It's a tool that he provides for us. Yep, we've been married 10 years, uh, dating for a much longer than that. <laughs> seven years, something else, so about 17 years together. Together. All rosy and, and butterflies, right? It's been a honeymoon ever since the start in. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got married and then moved, right? Yeah, like a week later. We were a financial mess, almost $100,000. We both didn't grow up in the same church environment either, so now we're having to combine that and finding a church that works for us as right. a, as a new, you know, one, you know. Um, and so that was that was difficult, and yeah, we had to visit several before we felt like we found the right one. And when we did find the right fit, we kind of just jumped in with you know both feet. That's good. Um, because we didn't have a lot of other support systems in the area or other things to distract us from it. Um, that was where we went to for friendships and activities and, you know, getting to know our area. Sure. Um, but then when we made that determination, we we really committed to that church. And we're still with that church. And we are still with that church. That's still our home church. Um, many of those people are, are as close as family. Like, sure. Um, but that's where it started. But yeah, it did take us a while to find that. It's not about how much you make. It's about decisions that you make and the behavior that you have and your mindset towards money. It would be important to mention... Uh, tithing as well. Yeah. I was wondering when that was going to come up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that was right away because, right, that was, we were in financial crisis when we first started and that was probably not, not the best idea, but it was what we, what we had to do. Not paying any tithe. Not paying any tithe. Yeah, we would, we would give, you know. A $20 bill in the giving plate every now uh -huh. and then, you know, if we had some on us. Um, but that was not something we were intentional about prioritizing at all. And it definitely wasn't 10%. Right. Um, yeah. And that, you know, and, you know, and we, we had that mindset of like, well, I, you know, we're barely making it. We're going paycheck to paycheck, you know. God would want us to do well and not struggle, you know, to, to give. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here, but I, that's where we were. It was, we're barely making it. We can't afford to give extra and definitely not 10%. That's a huge chunk of your income. Right. You know, it, I don't care who you are. We were barely making it. And we're like, that's just gonna, that's just crazy. That's just gonna, yeah, that's crazy. That'll just throw us way off. We'll be, you know, even worse than we are now. You know, um, and, and it was like, you know, we'll give where we can or we help people out. That's kind of like tithing, right? You know, <laughs> but oh, there, but there, there was a, there was a point 
in the middle of it, if we didn't actually wait until we had everything figured out where we were convicted um, and that had to come from both of us. And I don't think both of us were there at the same time, which is also important to talk about too. As a married couple, if you're going to do things together, you do have to understand that there's different paces that, you know, we're going to come to the conclusion or agreement mm -hmm. on. Like Adam and I have completely different, you know, paces in which we are convicted of things or, or feel the need to to do certain things. And sometimes that means, you know, compromising and waiting for the other person to be in total agreement. Sure. And and that's that is another testament to your commitment to doing things together. And I think that's another thing that a lot of people can benefit from is realizing that processing these things and understanding these things, and it can be anything. Um, are we going to homeschool our kid or send them to public school? Are we going to, are we, how many kids are we going to have? All these different things. Um, do we move for this job and leave you without a job because this job is so, you know, all these little things need to be in agreement. And God That's wants it. you to be in agreement as husband and wife. Um, and yeah, so. So yeah, we we did wait for each other to make any moves like that, like until we were in agreement on something, even if one of us was, you know, feeling even, you know, and it's even convicted things, you know, good things that, you know, that God wants to, to bring into your life. Like I couldn't force Adam to get there sooner sure. than uh -huh. he was. Well, you'd already said that you had to. different um, religious upbringings. So that right there is going to kind of put you on a different course based on what is a priority or what isn't a priority or, you know, those kind of things. You know, those becoming us, becoming a we, becoming a unit of two, not two individuals. So, I mean, I would, I would, I would say if I had any advice for that, if you're the, the person who's, you know, feeling convicted to do something before your partner is, you know, understand that the Holy Spirit is working in them as well. And if, you know, if God wants you to do it as a couple, then he will convict the both of you and it will work for both yeah. of you. And I would say that, you know, you just go to God in prayer mm -hmm. with that. Like, I hear you. I feel this. You know, I want to be obedient in this area. You know, but I want to honor my marriage and my spouse and I want us to be one. And I am just praying that you work on the heart of my spouse so that we can be in agreement because I will not tear apart this marriage. Right. You know, and, 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 you know, you go to God with that. He can handle he can. that. Yeah. You know, and you just go to prayer and, you know, you're like, I have this heart. I'm willing. I, I want to be obedient. But you're you going to have to get him help. on board because I can't do it alone. Because I can't do it alone. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that means yeah. waiting, even though you feel like you really need to do something. And that's hard, yeah. too. It's hard for the other person when they're like, I don't think we need to do that right, thing. Right, right. Okay. You know, please don't bring it right. up again. And it's hard not to harp you know? or to, to cut and pressure. It's, and it's hard for the other person to, how are you feeling about right. it yet? Can we do it yet? I really think we should have been doing this. Like, <laughs> I mean, right. you know, and, and, and that's hard. That's a hard period of time to go through. Um, but but I would I would say that 
you know, if that is from God and then God wants you guys to be one as Which a couple, ab- especially. absolutely wants you to be one as a couple. Yeah. You know, that that God will work on the heart of the other person and that you guys will be in agreement on that. Or it's that. not from him, really. But, I mean, there's some basic things like tithing and, and whatever. Um, God does want us to give, um, whether it's 10% or 30% or 90%. God wants us to give, but he wants us to be united. Yeah. He wants us to be joyful yes. givers. And if you're reluctantly, you know, giving because your spouse is harping Compulsion, on you. yes. Then that is not joyful giving. No. That is not really giving. It's, I feel like I'm being taken right. from. You know, and that's going to build resentment, not honor and joy and worship. And so it really, it really always comes down to a heart issue with God. But I think a lot of times that is our enemy who's trying to divide us because the enemy is always in urgency. Urgency is always a tool that the enemy uses often to divide, to, to create some kind of disunity, especially in a marriage I'd say when we both finally got on board with tithing, I think it actually, um, like, I, I think um, things started happening. You know, we get we started getting more raises, more opportunities at work, and I was kind of like, well, I don't know, that, that you know, right. back, like, thinking back, I'm like, all right, that that might correspond with you know us being obedient. Um, and it just took a little bit of time, but I think that kind of made the, made it real for me, even though that really isn't the point of tithing. It's not to, you know, it's not a give and take with God. It's not a, if I give you this, then you give me this. It has nothing to do with that, but yeah, I I do. Yeah. I, I do hear people preaching that a lot. They're like, if you give your 10%, then God will give you... 20% or something, right. A, a, a monetary right. benefit, right? right? A, you know, in response. And I, it, it, you know, it does say that, that God gives you back, but it doesn't, it doesn't say that it's monetarily. Right. It's not necessarily that you're going to be rewarded for your obedience monetarily through, through, right? money. through money necessarily. You know, and that that is definitely not the point. I don't think it's a if you give, you're going to get more right. income. But, but for me, when I was young in my faith, that helped me understand a little bit better that He is working, He is moving through my finances, He is the source of my finances, mm-hmm. and that kind of helped it click. Right, you yeah. know, for me. Um, yeah, that's such an odd concept to kind of wrap your head around. If I if I give, then he'll, then he'll still take protect care of me. me. You know, it doesn't mean right. the roof won't blow off my house or crazy things won't happen. But you know, it's it's a way that I can honor God and say, I love you and trust you so much. I'm going to give you a portion of this money that you have provided for me through my job, through my talents through my intelligence through you know whatever uh i'm gonna give it back to you because you know i trust that you're gonna be there and then when you see him be there Mm -hmm. it's just oh i get it 
I get it. You know, even though, you know, your your roof may blow off or you may get in a car accident or things, negative things can still happen, but God is still there to kind of walk you through it. And, and even though it was a stretch on our budget to make tithing work, it still worked. I think mm-hmm. that was, right. you know, yeah. weird. Because you're like, this seems like a lot. I don't know if we can get this to fit. To, to fit the <laughs> right. budget, but almost almost immediately when we got it into the budget, it just worked. Right. I, well, I can't explain. That. We we made <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Other not, than God, you know. Yeah, I do remember that it was a big change, but it didn't seem as difficult. But also, we we had the heart behind it, and we made that a priority. Right. That was like, you know, we're paying God first and then we're paying the mortgage. Right. And then we're paying for food. You know, and that's I don't think they tell you to do that either, but like <laughs> but That was for, the way we set it up. For us, right. that's how we organize it in our in our mind. Once we were on the same page and we said, Hey, this is something that we want to do as a couple in obedience because we're so grateful for you know just everything that god does provide for us and we do want to recognize that that comes from him and part of that is a step of faith of i'm going to be obedient even though i don't see how this helps us at all because it doesn't right right (laughs) you know it it doesn't it's giving something up you know, but that that sacrifice is a form of worship and it's a form of obedience for us that we wanted to prioritize. And, you know, through throughout our marriage and moving away, you know, we were also, you know, growing in our faith as individuals and as a couple together as well. Like our our faith has really grown. And I think a lot of that has been moving away from home, being married and joining a church. And just diving in. And that's where our source of everything came from. Sure. You know, who else did we have to go to but to God first mm. and each right. other? And so we grew closer together and we grew closer to God. Um, and that's been the trajectory of our marriage. Right. Um, and, and through that, you know, that just eventually became a priority for us. Sure. You know, and everybody's, on again, in a different Place. pace. In, in you know where where they're at with that, um, but that became a priority to us, and we put that number one. So when we were doing the budgets, that's the first thing that comes out, you know, and then then you go down the list and priorities from there. Um, but that has since then just always just been, you know, expected. We just mm-hmm. we adjust it every time we have an adjustment in income. And that just come, it just shaves right sure. off the top as if it's not even part of right. our income. Right. Like that's, that's how much of a first priority that is uh-huh. for us. So we have gotten used to, and it didn't take very long. We got used to just not including that in part of sure. our budget. Cause, cause it's all God's. Cause it was God's. So to us, that wasn't even part of our income right. anymore. Right. So that comes right off. Right and off I the like top. that. Instead of having it be the first line item, it's a non-item. Mm-hmm. My now, budget starts 
after that has been taken out. That's where my budget right. starts. Right. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So to us, it we don't really have to think about it. And it's not really an issue because, again, we have now just acclimated to that is what our income mm-hmm. is. You know, so to us, it it's just automatic. And we still get great joy out of doing that. And then, you know, there's always opportunities that you give can more give above, above and beyond. beyond. Um, and God will give you those opportunities. The more financially responsible you become, the more opportunities there are to use sure. that, you know, for the kingdom. And, in you know, we realize, you know, as we've had a couple of those opportunities that, the kingdom needs right. those. I mean, God. You know, we can't all be right. struggling. Some of us have to be givers. Yeah, God flows money through us to the world. We're not supposed to be the Dead Sea. We're not supposed to gather it all up and hoard it. We're supposed to take care of ourselves. We're supposed to prepare for our future or whatever. And we're also supposed to take care of our day-to-day and take care of, you know, whatever. But we're also not supposed to be so flippant with it that, it runs out as fast as it comes in and there's nothing there so that you then become a burden to other people. You know, it's that balance of right. taking care of yourself for what you need, not necessarily all that you want to do and, you know, not paying any attention and then letting God use it for other people and other things. Well, and as you as you prioritize tithing, I think it changes your heart towards money sure. a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's when it becomes less of a... It's mine. It's my money, and I need to do X, Y, and Z with right. it. Or I want to control it. it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it more becomes, this is God's money anyways, and he's giving us an allowance. Right. And, 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 <laughs> and, and I would like to make him proud of the way I'm using it. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and a lot of that comes... You know, with time and and your relationship, obviously. But I think tithing was one big thing that changed that mindset of how we think about our money, and and it allowed us to just become more gracious in all things, just a giving of ourselves, our money, and our time to others in general. Right. Yeah. It grew from, you know, the. The money that we make is all all God's to, you know, the house, that's God's, you know, mm-hmm. the the car, the, the groceries that we buy. It, it's all the things that he's provided for us. Right. Um, and then from there, that grew to, well, you know, where did we get our money from? Well, that's from the talents and things that God gave us when we were born to to go do those things. And then that also means the time that we're entrusted uh, from him to do things here on earth and we should be gracious and be able to budget and share those things too Uh, with others. Yeah, I think... And it's odd, but I think it started with the finances and that transition to other areas in your life to where you don't get as angry for other people taking up something simple like your time, like that person at the grocery store stops you and wants to have that conversation. 
And you're like, I'm at the grocery store. I just want to get down this aisle. Like, they're going to be weird. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, instead having those moments of this person just needs a little bit of my time. Right. And God gave me this time. This time. And he actually put me here where this person is here. Mm -hmm. Maybe this will make a difference for this person and I can spare some time. Right. And, you know, just being a little less gracious with the things that you have. And like I said, including time, which anybody can be gracious right. with. Right. Doesn't mean they are, but they can be. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. You don't like it the first time right. either. <laughs> but it gets easier. It gets easier as you, as you practice those things, you know, practice giving. Right. It's hard. It's hard to give a chunk of money. Especially when you've been putting it aside for something. When you're you've like, been you're like, oh, I'm off. saving. I've been paying all my bills. We're good on our budget. We're putting aside a little bit here and there. We're finally about ready to buy that cool thing that and we've God been waiting says, for. And then Uncle Joe this, needs this ooh. much money. And you're like, that's like, leaves me with a hundred dollars. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, mm. and then there's this chunk of money that you're like, well, I could just, you know, for a month, not, not, um, give it in the offering plate, right? Mm. Uh, there's always that temptation there. But I think the more you do it, the more you're obedient, mm-hmm. the easier yeah. it is. Uh, you think about it less and less, kind of what you were saying right. earlier. Mm. And we have also realized, too, we look at some people in the way that they spend their money, and not that you know anybody's situation or how they budget, but you're like, how can they afford to do all that? I think they've got a similar... Income or something. Similar income, you know, just guesstimating here. And you realize like, oh, yeah, we tithe. We give. Like we we take that out from the top. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, you probably could do a ton of stuff with Uh that. But, you know, it's where your priorities are. You know, and and we don't feel like we're lacking the ability to do anything that we really want to do. Well, and it may just you know, be that they're further along in the baby step. Maybe their house is already paid for, so they have that much more in their butt. Who knows? You know thing. what I mean? Who knows right. you where never they're know. at? You never right. know. But it is easy to get sucked into that, looking at other people to your left and to your right. And you can't, mm-hmm. you've got to just stay focused on God and what God wants you to do as a family and right um i think flipping that around um thinking about people who make much less than us you know those teachers or whatever um minimum wage jobs that it's given me a greater appreciation for them being able to make it work too Mm. um that you know, putting together a budget and saying, okay, well, I have to put it in this many buckets. And then at the end of the day, you're like, all right, well, I've, I've finished all of mine and I'm trying to figure out how do people that um, have a lower income do it? I mean, it's, it's crazy that they make it work and, too. And it starts with the habits that you form. It, that's, that's the basis. It doesn't matter how much money mm-hmm. you make. If you have the right um, financial uh, discipline, 
then you can make it work. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? This has been good. I don't know. This might be a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> it might actually be three. <laughs> but that's okay. This has been really, really good because we have talked about a lot of different subjects. And I just want to thank you both for sharing your journey. Um, and I know this is just one facet of married life, of adult life, of adulting. But it's mm -hmm. so vital. And I think it, hearing from somebody like you guys who started like a lot of a start, you know, you get married and you're, you're living together. And what is budgeting? What is finances? What is all this stuff? And then moving beyond that, you know, you guys have that success of while you were still young, while you were still starting out, you kind of got ahead of the game. And even though you didn't necessarily have the greatest foundation coming in, you kind of really worked together and set one and have really come a long, long way. Um, and I think that a lot of people are going to benefit from hearing what you've shared. You've got a lot of nuggets of wisdom in here, a lot of authentic struggle and success. And it's all kind of focused on the unity that you have together as a, as a team as a unit, as a married couple, as a we and a us. Um, and then, of course, that that third leg of the stool, God and God working in your marriage and working in your life, even though he wasn't center at the beginning, he was there at the beginning. You know, you had that foundation and he kind of walked with you through the process. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if he'd have told my earlier self that you know 10 years into marriage would be two years away from paying off our home right. with you know and then being completely debt free right. i probably would have laughed <laughs> at you because you know i was looking down the barrel of a bunch of student right. loans and and basically going into this mindset of nobody ever pays off a house oh right you just buy another one and you just always have a mortgage yeah i i don't think i've ever mm -hmm known someone to have their house paid off wow like i just didn't think that that was a possibility and now it's like not only is that a possibility it's gonna be a reality right. that we're on that trajectory you know god right. willing that that's not something i even considered right. like the the idea of being completely debt free and not to give your age but you're under 40 and you've paid off over a hundred thousand dollars in debt yeah, we're both 35-ish. Right. Um, yeah. You bought, what, two new cars without loans? Or did you get a loan for the one? So the one we bought... Was a loan. Um, while we were still in a lot of that. So, <laughs> so we didn't save up completely for that. So we did have a loan for that. But we did pay it off early. We did snowball that one as well. And the other one, we mostly paid cash for. Um, I think there was like two months of payment or something. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't right. long. Yeah, it was. It was the like we saved up for the car by the time that we found the title and the yeah, yeah. The, mm. we, we we saved up for what we thought the car was, but when we found the car that we 
really liked and decided that it was worth, you know, you know, and we made that decision. We had the, the freedom and the f financial knowledge of our capabilities to make that decision. And we knew that, like, okay, we'll, we'll put most of it in cash and we'll put a little bit of it on credit. But we have the monthly flow to be able to pay that off in like two to three months. And we did yeah. that. And we did. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's not that credit is bad or that you don't ever use it. Use it. Um, it's that you get to decide when to use it, whether it's worth it or not, and how fast you can pay right. it off. You know, and and... So I, I won't say that, you know, credit's bad or, you know, to put something on a payment plan is bad, but to be able to do it intentionally is so much more free right. than to do it because you have no other choice. Right. You know, we could have gone with a cheaper model than the one we decided to go with and just paid that in cash. We just, we made the decision together that it was worth it to get the one that we did and we're, and we're happy with, it. and we had, again, it paid off in like two to three months. Um, but that's typical about our decisions for major things now where we're at, you know, maybe we'll get to the point where we can pay cash for everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, there are still occasionally those things that are, you know, a little bit more difficult, sure. you know, or depending on the timeline, you know, if your car dies, right. right. You know, you, you use the savings that you have saved up. And if you have to make the difference. You know, you do that, but you have the the knowledge and the freedom to make those intentional decisions. Yeah, because if I really had to, we could get a beer. Right. You know, you can go Craigslist or somewhere and get a used car off of somebody for not that much, and you can you can get your car. Right. You know, you can have your transportation. Right. You know, it's a, it's all about priorities and being able to make those decisions. And those are you know those are some of the things that you alluded to you could sell something there are a lot of people that get serious about their finances and one of the things they do sell is this car because it's a big mm -hmm. car with a big payment and it's more than they need and it's killing their budget yeah if you have two to three cars and you can live with right. one you know you have you have the right to make that right. decision right yeah i mean we've we uh we had a yard sale. We had a big yard sale and put probably more things in that yard sale than originally maybe comfortable with. Just like, you know what? This is important to us. We're gonna try, you know, to make some sacrifices for the priority which we see as being financially right. free. You know, and that to us also looks like being able to give more, being able to travel, being able to do the things we really wanna do. You know, that you can't if you're tied up in monthly payments. Right. All right. Well, this has been a great visit. If you want to know more about Jesus and about God and how to form a relationship with God, go to elainecross.com slash Jesus and you can download the free ebook, How to Connect to Your True Power Source. There's lots of information there about building a relationship with God, finding a church, learning how to pray, learning about what this means. And it's completely free. Just stop over there and pick it up. And we'll be here next week. Thanks for joining us. Till next time.